but speak together. Mm -hmm. And if uh, we're sitting, that's different. We're sitting. <laughs> I grew, so now you know this is a challenge because as a kid, I got in trouble for standing up and being told sit down. How many are like sit down? Is like was part of your like your second name. <laughs> Sit down, sit down, sit down, you know, so, so let's see how good, if I'm on the northern list or I'm on the nice list, we'll see. But, uh, but uh, we're going to take you down to the Christmas story, and today we're going to speak to you, or talk to you, about a message that we've titled, Miracles in the Mess, Miracles in the Mess. You know, the Christmas story is a story of miracles. What's funny is... We hear this story so many times, narrated in so many different yeah. ways, that sometimes we lose the miracle in the middle of it all. And, and it, what's even funny is this, even the secular depiction of the time of Christmas, whether it's a Hallmark movie, which I don't watch, I watch a <laughs> He watches by default once in a while. Yeah. Was... <laughs> the past five minutes, you know exactly who's going to end up with who. <laughs> and which guy is going to end up being a jerk after all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the story is written and it's done, you know. But, 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 but the whole thing about Christmas movies, uh, Hallmark movies and whatnot, is that there's some miracle kind of thing. There's a yeah. magical kind of thing. Do you believe? Do you believe? Yeah. <laughs> and the people that don't believe end up being really bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's all fun and imagination, but we live in a God, we, we, we serve a God of miracles, mm -hmm. who is real, who is working today, he's working even now. I'm going to repeat the last statement. Mm. He's working even now. Amen. Sometimes we don't even notice, sometimes we don't know how, but God is working all the time, yes. and he's a God of miracles. I know this week they had like the, uh, the, there was like a, how many like astronomy and all, they are fascinated with all the, the stars and everything. And this was, the media shower this week was absolutely phenomenal. And you know, when you think about just the whole experience, it's miraculous in itself. Yeah. Life, you can pick the smallest thing about life. I mean, even one small organ in our body. And if you really think about it, you realize how miraculous mm -hmm. everything is. And so God, our creator, is a God of miracles. Yeah. He's a God of miracles. Yes. And, and the story isn't always pretty, but if you look, you will find it. Mm -hmm. So before talking too much, why don't we talk you back to the Bible, Luke chapter 1, and, uh, and read the, uh, from the story of Christmas, and we'll get back to the message here. So we're in Luke 1, we're going to start at verse 28 here, and we're going to start with Mary's side, or at least part of her story. At verse 28, it says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the, Lord, what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, a, so the baby will be 
baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. In the King James, it says, where is that verse? Have you caught up to me? For with God, all things are possible, right? Yep. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. That's awesome. Wow. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 1. So flip your Bibles or your phone or whatever. Matthew chapter 1. And I'm going to kind of center a little bit on the story of Joseph. Because even though this was a story of Mary for Joseph, it messed up with Joseph's life as well. So Joseph, um, verse 19, I'm picking up there. I found out that his fiance was pregnant and he knows that he's not the dad. This is Joseph to whom she was engaged was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break up the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." Of, his, of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet that says, look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded and, looked, and took Mary as his wife. So, um, this story, as we were preparing this week for this speaking today, we started talking about just how beautiful this Christmas story is and how we have nativity scenes. And we have three in our own house, like from different parts of the world. It's so beautiful. It, does anybody have more than three nativity sets in their house? Oh, wow. Something yeah, several. So yep, great. yep. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And we think about this beautiful story. We celebrate it all month long, a lot of us even into November, and it's just such a beautiful story, the whole package. And as we were preparing, we were talking a lot about, you know, this story, if you were actually living it, it would have looked a lot different when you put yourself into Mary and Joseph's place. And that's why we read Mary's story and Joseph's story. Let me just give you one little example. Mary, she went, um, God the, the angel told her what the, what God was doing through her. So the miracle had already begun, right? And or right soon after, and Mary went to Elizabeth, and and that must have been a neat time for her because not only did the angel tell her what was going to happen, and she went and she found out that's true. That had to be faith building, and you know it had to be. And Elizabeth was expecting her and knew her news too, so that had to be just like the honeymoon period, (laughs) you know, the high, and it's all awesome. But then it said three months later, she went home. Now imagine being Mary and going home. Three months later, she's probably starting to show. The Bible doesn't tell us, but as far as we know, an angel didn't appear to her mom and dad or to the whole village where she lives, her friends and family. Like, Stuff started getting messy, gossip, probably. Gossip. Yes, and not only that, she has a fiance at some point in this story, and she even asked. She even asked the angel that question. But at some point in the story, that she had to have that conversation too. 
because he found out before be, before the angel came to him. Yeah. And uh, when you read the story of Joseph, I, th I think it's funny that says, Joseph, to whom she was engaging, was a righteous man. He was a good guy. Yeah. Joseph was a good guy. And he goes, you know, he had the story. Can you imagine your fiancé coming to you and says, hey, by the way, I took the test. I went to Walgreens. <laughs> and... <laughs> well, tell I have experience in this a little bit. <laughs> I took the test, and um, there was a plus sign there, Joseph. And Joseph was a good guy. He didn't want to make her life look bad. But he decided he didn't buy the story. Yeah. Well, it had never happened before. Yeah, maybe he'd had different <laughs> stories before. Yeah. But he <laughs> wasn't story. buying it. Yeah. He liked Mary, probably loved Mary, mm -hmm. respected her character, respected her and everything. But he just wasn't buying it. He goes, you know, I'm not going to make her look bad, but I'm out of here. Slowly backing out the door. Backing out. I'm going to sneak out. You know, and, that, and that's real life. And you'd imagine the conversations were probably not that pretty. The conversation was probably heated. I'd say, what? You what? But the Lord is faithful. Yeah. What God begins in our life, no matter how messy it might look in the situation, the Bible says that he who began a good work yes. in you is faithful to bring it yes. to the end. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and, and God does it in his own timing. Yes, and the thing that we see thread throughout the story is Mary and Joseph chose faith in God's word and obedience. Over and over, they chose faith and obedience, faith and obedience. So even when it was messy and it was hard, they chose faith to, and obedience. So fast forward, she got through all the, I'm sure, you know, we know the story in our, our present day lives, okay? Everybody's got to decide if they're going to believe it or not believe it or whatever. The baby is coming. This miracle is still going on despite the mess. It's still going on, and it's getting bigger and bigger. But then, nine, around nine months, she had to suddenly travel. So, you know how when circumstances just, like, it all goes bad at once? That must have been how it felt <laughs> in some ways, because that's not easy. Uh, if you've been ever nine months pregnant, I know some women get to skip that ninth month, and I am extremely jealous of them every time, but I mean, it's not good to have a premature baby. But that ninth month, I'll tell you, it's hard. Now, I have never done the ninth month on a long journey on the back of a donkey. <laughs> that has to be like next level hard. <laughs> but those kind of things were happening in their life. It wasn't so beautiful to live it. Do you know when, when you look back in your own life and you see miracles that the Lord has done, it's sometimes in the moment of it, you can forget about that miracle. Like it doesn't seem like such a beautiful story. And to her at that point, it may not have felt like such a beautiful story. They traveled. They um, got to the place that they were supposed to be in. There was no place for them. She ends up giving birth. That's, that's always a a messy, beautiful story in itself, without help that we know of, and in on the floor in a in a stable. So it it was difficult circumstances. It was messy circumstances. It was not 
it was it probably in the moment did not feel so beautiful and as we were talking about it and putting ourselves in that story we realized their faith and their obedience is what kept them and in the end it we look back and it is such a miraculous beautiful story and how often in our own lives do we walk through things that seem so messy and hard, difficult, and yet the Lord is working in our lives. Yeah. And we can choose to we can choose to focus on the mess and the difficult and the hard or we can choose to walk in faith and obedience and but trust that the Lord is working a beautiful story out of our lives too. Amen. Amen. That is so true. And that is life. Because sometimes the Bible synopsizes really, yeah. really long. I think I created a word. But <laughs> <laughs> it was close enough. Really long stories. And sometimes I think we, 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 we read it in a, you know, a really fast and we don't put ourselves in it. But the story of our lives the story of God in your life. The story, you know, God has a story for your life. If you, if you forgot that, he's still writing. Yeah. He's still unfolding the story of you. Yeah. Yeah. And the chapter isn't done. Yeah. He hasn't closed the book. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and as we're going through it, some people will read it fast. And what's so beautiful about this whole thing is, that with all that mess, and if you start putting yourself in, you realize it wasn't that easy. When God completes the work, yes. it's only the beautiful things that are remembered. Yes, yes. That, be know, that beautiful miracle led to the biggest miracle of all, his work on the cross. But yet, at two, when he was two years old, then they, they found themselves fleeing for their lives. It, it probably felt to them like it wasn't ending, ending. like, what's next? You know, I just got done with this. Now, yeah, this what, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. You know, yeah, it, it's like it reminds me of the Allstate commercials. <laughs> yeah, just when you thought, yeah, I couldn't be hit hard enough. Well, that's when I don't know what comes from the sky, and <laughs> and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I got that one. I escaped that one. You know, but the and sometimes life can feel that way. I'm thinking, boy, I just completed this battle. Why do I have to fight this and fight this and fight this? But the Lord is still writing the story. And at the end of the day, when he completes yes. the work, he's a good finisher. He's the Alpha and Omega. He sees the end before the beginning. Thank God for that. Yeah. Just like we sometimes can, when we're raising kids, as parents, you've raised kids. Well, there's sometimes, boy, they just want that five minute on that device. Yeah. And you're like, no, no five minutes on the device. Four and a quarter is enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but, but, but you can see beyond that as a parent, right? And you can see beyond that. And the kids will not appreciate it. I was talking to a friend recently. We were talking to our friends recently that their kids are older. And uh, one was, she was telling us how she had uh, two teenagers that were so difficult when they were growing up. I mean, they were horrible because it was just sad years. And he's like, you know, they started hitting about 20, and said so both kids came back and apologized for how difficult they were. Yeah. <laughs> one was 21, one was 23. Yeah. And he says, we have the greatest relationship now, but those years where they were so difficult, it was so hard to see uh, the beauty in it. And, and, and I think it's a story of life is that God is faithful. And sometimes we're going through things that are so difficult at the time. But if we put our faith in God, you know, miracles happen, like she said, in an environment where, hey, 
we hold on to the Lord's promises. What God says, this is about His promises, is this. He says that all the promises of God are yes and amen. I said, that's for me. Be a person that claimed the promise. I mean, we were praying this morning, so claiming that promise. God said, claiming that promise. Man, I'm not feeling good, but I claim yes. the promise of healing. Yep, I, I might be broke. My bank account may be empty right now, but I'm claiming yes. the promise of prosperity. Claim the promise and hold on to the promise. Faith in His Word, faith in His promises, and, 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 and trust in His Word. Amen? Relying on His Word will always hold it. Because it says this in the Bible, that everything that we see will come to pass, but His Word mm -hmm. will always stand. Yes. Will always stand. So you can be confident. Mm -hmm. If your life is built on the foundation of His yes. Word, you can be confident that you will outlast anything that the enemy could ever bring about in your life. If you're grounded in the Word, anything, it might be hard. I'm not saying it might be easy all the time. It might be hard. It might be diff difficult. Sometimes you might even feel abandoned. But if you're holding on and your life is built on the foundation of God's Word, you will outlast it all. Yes, yes. You will outlast it all. Mm -hmm. Apostle Paul had gone through all that and he says, I was pressed. But I wasn't crushed. I was persecuted. Still not abandoned, I was struck down, never destroyed. Yeah. You know, so you can have a testimony like that. It's like, man, I looked the last 10 years. I don't know why I'm still here, but the Lord's grace was sufficient yeah. for me. His strength was made perfect yeah. in my weakness. Yes, yes. It's about walking through with faith and obedience. That's what I love about Joseph and Mary's story. Over and over, they had to choose it. And I know that sometimes it, was, it felt like a choice. <laughs> We, uh, were when we were talking, we realized, okay, we have a situation in our own lives that people look at our lives and they're like, oh, the way you got together, it's just so beautiful. You have the most beautiful story. The Lord brought two people from across the world together. And look, you have this big, beautiful family. And when we look at that, that same story, and I, I want to I tell you guys a story just to encourage you because you might be in that place today where it feels messy and you're you're wondering I don't know how beauty can come out of this story but when we look at our our story of even how we came together it was a miracle mm -hmm. and it started like Joseph and Mary not not like them but you know like them it started like uh, almost <laughs> no that, that didn't come out right it started with the miracle first and the mess followed that's the only way it's the same okay the miracle First, in the mess well, for me, it was, I had this list of all these things I was praying for in a husband. Uh, if you grew up in the, when did I grow up in the 80s? Yeah, something like that, 80s and 90s. You know, we were encouraged to write, you be specific with God, write a list. And I had my list. I probably had about 10 things. I don't remember exactly. But I do remember when I met Solo, he hit everything on the list except one thing. And I realized, maybe that thing isn't such a deal breaker for me. But the funny thing about it is that one thing is that I wanted a husband to be older than me. And the funniest thing about it is when I met him, I didn't like him at first because I thought he was way too old. <laughs> but he's actually younger. Than right? yeah. <laughs> so in a way, it was, he did check that box too. <laughs> but he was actually younger than me. So anyway, I met him. I, when I was working in Kenya. Um, I, it was very coincidental how we came about to meet, but for me, it was like, we were just friends when I was in Kenya. Our relationship grew later, but I, I started realizing what, that the Lord actually gave me every single thing. And when I looked at those lists specifically, a lot of them, 
it, when when I would tell him, he was like, "It's a miracle that that thing is on your is." is what I am, because that's not what I, the direction I was going. But the Lord saved me from that or that, and that's, the, the, the list itself was a miracle. Then my, my father agreeing was the miracle number two. <laughs> I came home and my mom had met Solo in Kenya, and um, my dad had not, and our relationship was growing on email, and I went to my dad one day, and I had gone to him about other guys before, like, that I was interested in, and he had told me no, he didn't agree, and I, and I kept going back to him because it was my choice, but I, I felt like for me, he would know, and he would agree, both of my parents would, um, when it was the right one. And, and so after being told no, I brought to him this guy that he had never met. He, and, and on paper, he didn't look that awesome at the time, to be honest. <laughs> and so I was very sure. And I, I just told the Lord, I felt like he was the one. But I was like, Lord, I'll know it's you if, if my dad agrees. And I went to him, and I remember very clearly not thinking he was going to agree. And my dad's like... I could tell he didn't want to agree, <laughs> but he's like, if you think that, then I agree. And I'm like, what? <laughs> to me, it was such confirmation, and I'm thankful. I'm, I'm, in retrospect, I am so thankful that I, I had somebody in my life that I could trust, that I knew would speak truth to me, that I could trust me on my own emotions and feelings to be that um, litmus voice. test or whatever, that voice for me, um, but it was truly a miracle for me. Was it a miracle for you? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I know like, how much time do you guys have? <laughs> because I think for, for, for me, it was kind of, it was one of the strangest things. Even, even if I go back through it, I mean, I know you could call it coincidence or anything, but you realize how God was working. I mean, she's growing up in the States. We're living in the same era. I'm growing up in Nairobi, Kenya, kid out in the middle of I was going to say nowhere. It was actually a very fun place. <laughs> but it was, I was, it was a lot more exciting than Lincoln in terms of just, I can tell you stories. <laughs> I can tell you So Let's just put it that way. Never a dull day. Never a dull moment, <laughs> let, let alone a day. But anyway, but you're thinking, wow, just small things. I remember even the whole, the whole journey ended up that I would be working with her uncle, John and Molly, at the time that she came to Kenya. But that didn't even start then. I remember one meeting, I mean, a small group meeting with a bunch of other guys, and one of our pastors says, man, we, have, we need help in the slum area that was near uh, where I lived. It's a very impoverished neighborhood. We have some people there that, that, that recently got saved, and the leaders there are overwhelmed. They need people to come help. I just need one of you to step up and go help out. I said, hey, pastor, I'll go help out. It was just one of those responses. And that will lead to another, to another, to another, that I would be helping out with this church at the same exact time. And when I look at different demarcation points, and I, can't, I don't have the time to go through all that, is that I realize that when the law says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of God, you know, he means it. When he says that I know you even before you are conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you and I've had my hand upon you. When he says I know the plans that I have concerning you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and to give you hope, he means it. When the Lord says that when we trust the Lord with all our hearts and we lean not on our own understanding, that in all our ways if we acknowledge him, he will direct our path. When he says again in Psalms that I will teach and instruct you in the way that you should go, I will counsel you and watch over you, yes. he means it. Amen. 
So for us, we have just one simple response, two simple responses. Faith in his promises. Believing in his promises and, and living in his word. We can, if we keep ourselves in there, God is faithful. You see, he says he promises he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He promises that. Now, can we leave him? Yes, we can. Because he's given us a free will. See, we have to choose to trust him. Yeah. We have to choose to stay in his, stand in his way. We have to choose these ways. But he's always with open arms ready. Yes. No matter how messy our story is, yeah. your story is yeah. still being written. Yes. And in the retrospect, when you look through the rearview mirror, I'm like, there are things in my life, even in my own childhood, back then I would have changed it if I had the power to do so. But yet I can look back and realize, oh my goodness, this is so much bigger than I ever imagined. That even in all that through experience, some of it not even pretty at all, God was still crafting and molding me to be the person that I am today. And even right now, he's shaping me for the person that I will be in the future. Same for you. Yes, yes. In the mess of the Christmas story, God was crafting the most yes. beautiful story ever told. Yes. But it wasn't pretty when it was yes. going on. When, our, when, we, uh, when we got engaged then, and it was all <clears throat> sunshine and roses, you know, and he had come to the States and asked my dad, who still was saying yes, surprisingly, <laughs> and we, we moved on with our lives. He had to go back to Kenya, and I ended up going to southern India for a while, and it's something I had wanted to do for a long time. I just, I hadn't necessarily planned to do it well engaged, and it was... <laughs> Well, That's when things for me really started getting a little messy. <laughs> yeah, we got engaged. Who does that? You get engaged, it's like, yeah. And then we I go to, to Kenya, <laughs> you go to India, we'll see ya. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah so, toughest six months. Yes, yeah. and so we were planning a wedding in three different countries at one time because we knew when we would be back together, we would have about a month or a little more. And uh, it was hard. When I, when I was walking through it at the time, I never thought, oh, this is such a beautiful story. The Lord is crafting here, you know. It felt just really, really challenging. I went to a, um, a place I was with, I was working with um, as a nurse in a children's home and doing village health care, but I was working in a place where very, very few people around me spoke English, and it was my first time ever away from home, and I went right before, right after Thanksgiving, and I spent the holidays there, my first, my first time away from home at all, and it, where I was, I was, I was with a group of very spirit-filled believers, but I was in a, a non, not a Christian nation, and I would, had never been in that environment for Christmas by myself before, and what you don't realize about when it's not a Christian nation, they don't celebrate Christmas. Which hadn't really occurred to me too much before. Now the church I did, was in did, but so I spent Christmas Day sitting on the floor in church for four hours listening to a sermon in Tamil, which I didn't understand. <laughs> and so it was, it, it got more and more challenging. I, I would spend hours a day praying because I had no other, nothing else to do. When I wasn't working, I had nothing else to do. And I, I had a few, a little stack of books someone had given me and a CD player. And I would just pray and worship. And I, I didn't know what else to do with my time. And it, it was, when you're engaged, that can be very difficult. We, it was before uh, internet was so 
easily, easily accessible. So one time a day I could send an email and he was about in the same situation where one time a day he could send an email. Let me tell you, it didn't feel like it was such a beautiful, glorious story at that point. And that went on for months and months and months. And a lot of times, a lot of days, a lot of days there was no connection at all. No connection at all. So it cost five bucks to make a phone call. So you saved like, okay, we'll talk for three minutes. So yeah. we talk, you know, I think we talked twice that whole Two or three six times. months. Yeah. Cause yeah. and you know, five bucks a minute when you're broke and planning a wedding across the world, yeah. you know, the tickets, just the airline tickets were more expensive than yeah. the, than the ring, you know? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it messy for you that season? That season was messy for me. And for me, it was messy on the financial side. I just went in and told her dad that's like, Hey, by the way, I just lost my job a few months ago. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and can I marry your daughter? <laughs> you know, and take her all across the world. You know, it took a lot of guts, but how many know that God is good? Yeah. And he says, well, you know, if you commit to come to Lincoln for one year, one year still, I want you, then yes. Well, I was like, were you one year? I mean, was it Jacob who was like seven years before you walked for me? I was like, I could do one year. And then I found out that after one year, you're like, well, with the INS, back then it was the INS, it was like, well, if you want to live and work, you have to stay here continuously in the United States for two years. You know, God can trick you sometimes. So I committed for one year, and I found out, oh, if you, you want to work, you want to do it legally and stuff, well, then you, you're going to have to commit to staying here for two years straight. It's like, well, I could do two years. It'll be 17 years this spring. Yeah. It's like, uh, God trick. <laughs> but um, but, but in, in all of it uh, is that the point of it is like we can look at it in the back and realize that every step of the way the Lord was there. Yeah. Every challenge we faced. Yes. Uh, for me, the challenges were more financial at the time. It was a huge burden. As a guy, you feel like, okay, now... I remember the day um, later, a couple of years later, after we were married and we had our first little one, and we, kinda, we, we went through somewhat of the same process. She quit her job, and we had it all planned out, planned out, you know, how many are good planners? We'll start living on my income, and we'll start saving her income. We got it all figured out. We'll have a good stash of funds, so when that baby comes, we'll give us bias time. She got sick. She quit six months before we, we were planning it. You know, just got messed with the whole plan and God was... Yeah. But then we learned to budget like ne nobody's business during that time. Because you know, we slashed our income by half. But God was faithful. And I remember the same feeling mm -hmm. when the baby was born. And you bring it, it's like, okay, this little kid <laughs> is here in your life to stay. <laughs> You can't take him back, and it's going to be a long time, and you've got to provide for them. Yeah. But I mean, you know that God is faithful. Yeah, we know God you all have these same stories in your life. We're just reminding you that the Lord is working. He is still working. He continues to do miracles in our lives. When we look at each one of our children, every single, we have nine kids. Every one of them is such a, a miracle, miracle. Mm -hmm. such a miracle. And not one of them came without mess. <laughs> What, one of our children, his first, hic his first haircut was given to him by his neurosurgeon. I mean, everyone has a story, but the Lord is working a beautiful story through, 
through our lives and when we continue to walk with faith and obedience. And we just want to encourage you this morning that God is working a miracle. If you feel like you're in the mess right now, I encourage you to just keep walking in faith and obedience to him and know that he's doing something through you. One day you're going to look back and say, look what the Lord did. Amen. And people will look back and say, what a beautiful story. What a beautiful story. Amen. Now, Isaiah was one of the, of the Old Testament prophets. Isaiah is one that really, no one, all the Old Testament prophets prophesied about Jesus in one way or another. But Isaiah is the guy that you read some of his prophecies. If you hadn't been told, you would think he was the New Testament. Yes. You know, we quote them in Christmas services. Yep. <laughs> his name shall be called Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, Counselor, Mighty God. You know, go on. We quote him in Christmas services. And this guy was writing this stuff 700 years before Christ. Wow. In great detail, pinpoint accuracy, the guy was prophesying. I mean, you don't want to be living a, a messy life and be around Isaiah because he'll call you out on some things. It's like, who have you been talking to? But Isaiah, one of, one of the most fascinating verses to me is in, found in Isaiah 53, and he's talking about Christ. Isaiah 53 is a prophecy about Christ. But in, in 53 and verse 5 is the verse, the verse we find where it says that he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And so he's talking about, and, and that verse in it contains so much power and wealth. You know, just one word from God is enough to change the whole world. One word from God created the universe into existence. Mm-hmm. One word from God can turn your situation yeah. around today. Mm-hmm. One word from God can change your family tree. Yeah. One word from God Amen. can bring healing right. to a diagnosis that the doctor says we have no cure. It may be true, but when God says it, he says, by his wounds we are healed. What I love about that verse is that Isaiah kind of expounds on it a little bit, on a few miracles that we can continue to trust God for, because when he came at Christmas time, it wasn't just a little manger. He came to do some business that concerns you and I. And he took care of business. And here, that verse says he took care of a, a lot of business here. That he was wounded, not for nothing. He wasn't born for nothing. He was born to bring us life. He died that his death may bring us life. But he says, that wasn't all. Did you hear me that? That wasn't all. And, I, and, I, and he says that, let, let me go back to the story. I think Sarah read this. Or did I read this in Matthew? Where it says that his son, you shall name him Jesus, Matthew 1, 21. And she will, she will have a son. It's the angel talking to Joseph. He says, and she will have a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's so easy to take that yeah. statement for granted. Yeah. I mean... The miracle of salvation yes. is the greatest miracle that you and I would ever experience. Yes. A very simple one because we, we hear it so much, we become so familiar with it. And we are like, God is doing a miraculous work that has eternal implications. You know, I can get healed in my body. 
I mean, I could have a limb grow that was not there before. And we will be so impressed when we see those types of miracles. But those types of miracles are only effective yes. for the time now. Now, you know what Jesus said in, with respect to that? He was telling his disciples, if your hand will cause you to not see the kingdom of God, that you're better off cutting it off and be one-handed. Yes. He was trying to tell us the greatness of the miracle of salvation, that it's worth losing everything else to yes, gain it. Yes. That's how the our apostle says, I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Yeah. It's not like God doesn't do those other miracles, but it's, isn't it funny that we get more impressed with those other miracles and we become so dull to the greatest miracle of all. Yeah. I says, for his name will be called Jesus. He shall be great because he will save his people from their sin. From their sin, The miracle of forgiveness, being transformed from a sinner to a saint, being transformed from the child of man to the child of God. Mm -hmm. Just the people, got, it's like Jesus, those who believe him, to them he gave them rights to yeah. become the children of God. Yes. I mean, just wearing that label in itself is absolutely fabulous. Yeah. I have seen with my own eyes a woman not who has never seen in her whole life suddenly see and I've seen a large tumor disappear in front of my eyes. I've seen those miracles, and it doesn't compare to the miracle of salvation yeah. that is eternity. That is a, a miracle for every one of us. And by the way, we have people in our lives that need that miracle. Yes. And it's, it's humbling when you think about it that like, the Lord has put each one of us in a certain place for those people. Mm -hmm. And we each have our own responsibility to people in our lives to share with them because that miracle is available to every one of us. You know something? And, and the other thing that I think is worth noting here in 53 is that he uses both our transgressions and our iniquities all in the same package. You know, many times when you read the Bible, you see those words being used often from different times, and you just know it's sin. It's, we know yeah. it's just bad stuff, right? And he said, but, but, but there is some tr deeper truth in it, and it's some miracles that we can claim in. Because you see, he was wounded. Wound is outside. You see, you see a wound and all that, uh, but he was bruised. The bruising is always internal. So it's something on the, on the outside. He was wounded for our transgression, which is something we do or misstep or anything like that, you know. But the bruising is something you can be hurt. I got bruised the other day because I'm coaching a basketball team and I found out I just can't dunk anymore. I'm trying to run with 14, 15 year olds and I realized, man, this guy needs some workout, you know. When you used to flip it and do it, it can be in here, but sometimes, you know, the coordination is just not where it's supposed to be. And, and with my skin tone, if I get bruised, you won't see it. But if you palm me where I'm hurting, it really does hurt. And that's the same with the iniquities, because we are born in sin. Yeah. We are born, that's the iniquity. It's inherent. Yeah. There are some things that it feels like, oh boy, this is worthless. I would never overcome this, yeah. because I saw my dad go through it. I know my dad, my grandpa had the same temper. He reacted. Yep. And, and we know that these things are passed on, and we even put labels in families. But the law says that his work on the cross came, yes. that even the miracle work of the, uh, of the things that we've inherited that seems so yeah. difficult to break, he says, I took care of that yeah, too. It's those sins that, that feel impossible. Yes, the sins that seem impossible. They're not impossible. Families that have been defined the same way. It's like, oh, some, some families is a bondage of poverty that's been passed on generations. It's like, no, Galatians says, I can check. It says, the Bible says, let the poor say I am that I am rich. Let the weak say, mm -hmm. the weak say what? 
because he took care of that business. He can break it. You can be the first person in your family that starts a new tree because you are in Christ. Yeah, it also says the chastisement that brought us, us peace. peace was upon him. We were reading this just this week about how our in our culture right now, we have the uh, depression and anxiety is more prevalent than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because our we have more... Um, we have more technology and um, conveniences. conveniences than ever before, but our stress level is gone to new levels than mm-hmm. ever before. But I love that he included this in one of the four, that peace. Mm. The miracle of peace is for us. Amen. I love that he included it in it because that's how important it is to him, peace for us. And that's a miracle that we can claim and we can believe. If you need peace, you need to claim that. Amen. Lord, I need that miracle of peace in my life. And claim that promise. I mean, look at that scripture. Quote it. Look it, look it on the face. Yeah, you're stressed out today, but says the peace of God that passes all understanding yes. will right. guard my hand. Satan comes in and he starts telling you stuff and you reject it. He says, no, I, I might be feeling this right now, but I know that yeah. the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm not going to lose my joy. Yep. Yep. And Satan is relentless. You think about the story of Jesus that we're talking about. This little baby boy, we go born through some difficulties and all that. Parents go in, they have to go to the census. I mean, can't they just stay and say, we live at this address now? Yeah, <laughs> we moved. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 everybody got to go to their hometown when she's nine months pregnant. You think about that. And then and in all this, the miracle life is going on. These three kings, uh, these three people uh, come in and they, they come in to pay him respect. They follow. You know, they would have followed the stars. You know, uh, that in itself is, is impressive mm-hmm. that they were able to locate him and where he would be at that time. And Harold says, oh, could you tell me about this sweet little baby when you, when you come back so I could go and pay him respect and give him some gifts. And we know he didn't want that. He was threatened immediately. And he thought, oh, boy, who is this new king? So I could strangle him and take him out. I mean, there was a, there was a death sentence in his life the day he was born. And God's grace sustained him. God's grace sustained him, gave Joseph the wisdom, the discernment. The wise men had the discernment. They didn't go back to the king. They just let it be. Two years old, he's so frustrated, he's going after. They had to escape and go to a different country just to, to preserve the life of this little baby. And throughout his whole life, Satan was looking to take him down, take him down, take him down, take him down. And finally, he got it done. Nailed to the cross, and the whole atmosphere changed because he felt so defeated that even his disciples would reject that they even knew him because they were in a place of confusion. They think, we have trusted this man. We have put our hope in him. We've known that he's the Messiah. Peter, remember, Peter is a guy that told Jesus to his face that you are Christ Son of the living God. He had had the revelation and the insight of who Jesus was. But Peter is the guy that got at that day, got to kick that lady that tried to say that he's, this, uh, he's connected to Jesus. says, I don't even know him. Didn't do it once. Three times. Out of confusion. And it felt as if, finally, Satan had won the battle. 
But then Sunday came. But then Sunday came. And what no one else, including Satan himself, did not know, that God was still writing the story. And in his death, the salvation of all humanity came. And sometimes in our lives, mm-hmm. it might feel, yeah. you might be in a place of thinking, man, Satan has been after my life and he yeah. finally got me. Yeah. I'm throwing in the title. Yeah, it's going to happen for Brad. It's going to happen for Chris. Yeah, but for me, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. No, your story. Yeah. It's God who writes yeah. the end. He yeah. says that we shall must put our trust in Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. Man, nobody else finishes my story. He's the author. He's the finisher of my story. And at the end, he says, that which the enemy has intended for evil, God will turn it around for your good. Yep. The fourth thing that we can't miss is that he was, by his stripes, that we are healed. We are healed. Amen. So it's healing for our physical bodies, too. I know there's a number of you in here that are going through what seems like impossible challenges. But we serve a God who is more than able. He's able. Thank God. He's more than able to make beauty out of our story. He's more than able to heal us. He is a miracle-working God. He's still in the miracle-working business. We serve a God who's alive. Thank God. Thank God he's still alive and he's still working our story. And you can believe for your healing miracle. Amen. So it's our transgressions, our iniquities, our peace, and our healing. Amen. How many believe? Come on, how many believe? Amen. Would you stand with us? We're going to pray this morning. I'm a, I, I, we were worshiping, and, and I just felt like God's doing miracles even as we worship. Yeah. If worship team, you'd come in. If any of these areas touches your life, you don't have to leave this place today holding any burden, holding any weight, carrying any stress for that matter. Because our God is the answer. He's the healer. He's our protector. He's our defender. And he's a miracle worker. Did you hear what he said to the angel said to, to Mary? Mary's hearing this stuff, and it's a lot of heavy stuff. He says, man, I can only imagine her reaction. He says, yes, but how, 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 how would this even work? And the, the angel didn't have to say much. He only says, the God... With God, nothing, nothing, nothing will be impossible. That mountain in your life that might have been been written from all the facts and the data might say, this is it. I encourage you today that that mountain in the eyes of your God It's not impossible. 